You're with K-Talk and, you know, language binds us to culture. Language is how we communicate and understand one another. You know, preserving our indigenous languages and mother tongues becomes crucial for each and every one of us. And today across the globe, uh, nations are marking International Mother Language Day. Uh, This Awareness Day is observed every year to promote linguistics and cultural diversity and uh, multilingualism. Professor Dan Tambov, who's from Celebus University, who's an associate professor in language education, has explored approaches to second language learning within classrooms where English is the medium of instruction. She believes in prioritizing the use of learners' mother tongue languages as a fundamental aspect of second language acquisition and joins you now on the line to chat more around this. Prof, a very good morning to you and thank you so very much for making the time. Thank you for hosting me today, and good morning to all your listeners. Prof, how does celebrating International Mother Tongue Day contribute to the uh, preservation and promotion of linguistic diversity? Uh, thank you for that question. The International Mother Language Day uh, that was established in 1999 and celebrated in 2000 allows us to do three important things. The first one, it allows us to acknowledge the importance of mother uh, language. The second one, it allows us to have concerted efforts to protect mother, um, mother language. Thirdly, it allows us to celebrate the achievements from all the years in how we have tried to use mother language in different spheres of our lives. I'm even ashamed to say how we have tried to use this if this is the language that we do not use in our everyday life. But importantly, it allows us to place ourselves within the world languages. I mean, I'm a Isindebele speaker. I see the world through those lens. But also there are other languages that I have taken over through the years that allow me to see the world. So it allows us to be a global citizens of language, but it also allows us within that global world to stop and celebrate who we are in terms of the languages we speak, in terms of how those languages are helping us carry our culture from one generation to the other. It is very important to note that this year's theme for the International Mother a mother language there is multilingualism education is a pillar of learning and intergenerational learning. So we are not confining only learning within the school walls, but also learning in our communities using our languages from one generation to the next. If you've just tuned into the conversation, a very good morning to you. We're talking to the fact that it is International Mother Language Day and you are on the line now with Professor Tlantapofo from Selimbush University who says she believes in prioritizing the use of learners' uh, mother tongue languages as a fundamental aspect of second language acquisition and uh, talking to you now about the importance of celebrating this day and how it leads to linguistic diversity. Prof, in your opinion, what are some some effective strategies, if I can put it like that, for promoting multilingualism in education settings. How can uh, you know educators support students in maintaining and developing proficiency in their mother tongue while learning additional languages? Um, 
when we have a converse, when you have a conversation with someone about mother language and how its place in second language acquisition, it becomes a very emotive and very political uh, issue. And we do understand why. It is through our languages that we have access to the world. But how do we take that um, take that stance into the learning and teaching space? There are two things that mother language does for second language um, acquisition. Maybe I need to explain what we mean here. We're saying in South Africa, after grade three, from grade four, our learners have uh, English or Afrikaans as the language of teaching, uh, of learning and teaching, what we call languages as medium of instruction. But we're saying if the learner's mother language is not developed, they, it will be very difficult for them to transfer the skills from their mother language into the acquisition of English or Africans as a second language. So what does mother language provide for second language acquisition? First, it um, helps the learners preserve their cultural identity in the learning process. How do we do that? The visuals that we find, find in the English books, do they talk about the experiences of the learners as they are trying to acquire this language are they using the resources the cultural resources the visual resources from their own communities to act, to help them uh, acquire english as a second language so we call that um preserving learners cultural identity even if they are learning another language uh, secondly okay no no i'm listening prof please secondly okay <laughs> secondly <laughs> Um, mother language does allow the learners to develop, to have linguistic development. When we talk about linguistic development, we are talking about transferable skills that learners are able to transfer from their mother language into the target language or in, in our case into the second language. If the learners do not have that prior linguistic uh, structures, it becomes problematic for them to acquire a second language. So how do we improve uh, our learners' acquisition of a second language will improve their access to mother uh, language. So uh, mother language does act as the prior linguistic resource for the learners to be able to be able to use English and be able to use Afrikaans. And we're going to talk, I want to talk more around uh, some of the examples where you've had language revitalized uh, or preserved in terms of one of the programs that you do. But I, I just wanted to make it personal now, perhaps for each and every one of us that are listening here. Uh, we are Corsa speakers at home, or is it Corsa speakers at home? Now, yeah. my daughter grew up in a predominantly Afrikaans and English school, and we've yeah. always had the idea that and we knew that in time she will grow to learn her mother tongue because we speak it at home, but at school yes. she's very, very proficient in that. Uh, that's the first thing I want to say uh, in that it's very good that schools, uh, because in that school they are allowing, they're fostering an environment where if she wants to speak his course, she can. Okay. And I was very thankful around that because in other schools they'll say, ah, 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 you can't speak those indeed, you need to speak English. But also, Prof, also in that as we're personalizing this, I can we take examples from other mother tongue languages? For example, Afrikaans in South Africa has been able to hold on to its heritage, if I may use uh, those specific words. Do we not look at how they did it with Afrikaans and we say, okay, let's implement what they've been doing with Afrikaans also in other mother tongues? Okay, you're asking me about a very important concept. 
how do we preserve our languages, which is key to this International uh, Mother Language Day? The preservation of a language is through its usage. Languages like Africans have developed ways of using um, Africans or important functions such as school, uh, business, uh, legal language, so healthy language. So they have ways that language is preserved. So the first thing before we even think about technology, the first thing how we preserve a language is through its use. So the example you gave me of your child, you say something very important. The child is using the language. They see the, the language is functional, it's used at home. There are different functions that she plays throughout the day using that language because it's there for her to use. So the most important thing for us to do to preserve any language is for us to use it, not just in everyday communication, but also for legal, business, uh, education, and all other functions that we have to, uh, to do outside of the home. But on a higher level, language also is preserved through the written word. Recently, we have seen language being preserved through social media. So all those uh, uh, um, aspects of pre preserving language need to be done in order to, uh, to protect and preserve language. Uh, the coming in of AI also is showing us that people are taking an active role in even using their own languages in AI. So it means different mother languages in South Africa also need to be seen doing that. Very valid point. Thank you so much, Prof, for that. And uh, moving on to my next question, and you alluded to this one. What role uh, do you think technology then plays in language preservation and revitalization efforts? Um, in every space of our life post-COVID-19, we are now well aware that uh, technology um, is, is influencing and shaping how we interact with each other, how we interact with the world. And if we are going to preserve our mother languages, that also needs to be done. But how is that done? It is done by using all other functions of technology in using our own languages. So you cannot say only our languages will be available for translation, Google translation. That's the first step. But how else is language um, uh, uh, preserved in the, in the technological space? It can be the language of uh, searching as a search engine, as part of the search engines. It can also be uh, digitalized books. It can, it should, your language should work in all spheres where uh, in technology that people use. It should be used as the language of the output when someone searches, it can come out in that language. So it's a concerted effort. It's not a wish list, but it's a concerted effort to see that all languages are available to be, uh, to be used. But that's, very, that's a very ideal way of looking uh, at languages. We can also think about how can we package languages in such a way that we we have English as, as, as a language of, of, of learning and teaching, but how does Isikosa come in so that the child does not only have access in, in the technological space to English, but they also see Isikosa while also cooking in English. So such things, thinking creatively about how languages can be brought together to be used for different functions in our everyday and in our school life is what we should be thinking about. Hence the focus on multilingual. Lingualism pedagogy.
And can you share perhaps with us any successful examples of language revitalization or preservation programs that have had a positive impact on uh, communities? I think what you're asking me is very difficult for me. You're asking me for a documented, <laughs> you're asking me for a docu- documented evidence, but that will be problematic because sometimes language does not work like that. Mm, mm. If you are asking me how we have uh, preserved languages in South Africa, it's through usage. It's through the interactions that we have in the community using different linguistic repertoires that we have using even in television where you see someone speaking in Africans and someone answering in English and someone answering in Twana. That's how we have managed to preserve it. But are we documenting those uh, uh, those ways of preserving it? It becomes difficult because those things are part of us. You're asking me to dis- uh, to, to document my being. There are programs that have done high-level documentation of a language and stored it somewhere in the cloud. But in South Africa, we have a, an interesting way of doing this. We preserve our languages through use. Prof, I need to get to the news, but I have I still have two questions that I'll put into one question for you. Uh, for example, okay. how can parents and communities contribute to the promotion or uh, and the preservation of mother tongues? Uh, also, in what way do you think language education can contribute to uh, also promoting uh, the uh, the promoting understanding and cultural exchange on a global scale? Uh, I'll answer that in just one sentence. Both the parents and the community should should gladly allow their children to learn in all languages that they are able to access the world. For children, it's about communication. And if you allow them access to all the languages to learn, sometimes we find parents who say, I don't want my child to learn. Is it because I only want them to learn English or Africans? That is limiting the child. But when a child is exposed to different languages, sometimes we show that they will get confused. But research actually shows us that it also opens their uh, cognitive abilities, improving their learning opportunities. Prof, I can safely say that there's there's something about language that I also enjoy, and I've often tried to speak as many South African languages as I can. Some are difficult. Uh, you can't get around them, but... <laughs> I think there's some. I think I, I dare say that. I mean, for any South Africans, what you have to try and at least be able to greet in three or four South African languages. Just greeting. And which most, which most South Africans are able to do, but we never stop to celebrate that this is not normal for everyone. In other countries, when you tell them you speak three or four languages, mm. they are very, they are shocked. And we never stop to celebrate such. And such a day offers us an opportunity to stop and like, wait a minute, but I speak three languages and that should be celebrated. Prof. Lazabofu, thank you so very much for joining us in conversation today. That was Associate Professor in Languages and Education at Stellenbosch University. To you listening at home, uh, what's your take on International Mother Language Day? When we talk about English, when we talk about Bedi, when we talk about Sesotho, when you talk about Sikosa, when you talk about Afrikaans, these are, and there are many more, all South African languages that we need to ensure that as mother tongues, they are preserved. What are you doing to ensure the preservation of your mother tongue or your mother language? On 021